It's in! It's Lindelof with the equaliser for Manchester United. Yes! What a That's challenge. A great challenge. Victor Lindelof was taking everything there. And that is brilliant defending from Victor Lindelof. And he's got United moving. Back towards the back post, headed across goal and in! Manchester United have come from behind to lead. It's the number two, Victor Lindelof. Welcome back to the United Podcast and welcome to 2020. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and enjoyed all of that. Right now, though, it's time for the serious stuff. We're kicking off the year in style with our chat with Victor Lindelof, the Iceman, nicknamed so because of his love of ice hockey and his cool persona on and off the pitch. Maisie played with Ronnie Johnson, who was known as the Iceman also. But is it true that that was because he was um, bandaged up with ice packs all the time? It was, yeah. Was yeah. it? Amazing. Yeah. Ronnie will come in after training sessions, after games with ice on his on his knees, ankle, his Achilles, his shoulder, his hips, everywhere. Did so, you have any of that? Well, you do, do you? yeah, when you get little bangs and cuts and stuff like that. But Ronnie just used to have them everywhere after every game. What was it like sitting down with another defender? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, I think when you look at Victor's United's career, it didn't really get off to a flying start. But, we, you know, when he, when, when he does mention a certain thing in, the, in a game against Brighton... I think that's when his United star kicked in, so to speak. Yeah. But he's become real consistent and he's got an understanding now with Harry Maguire at centre-half and I think that's blossoming. It can get better. I'm sure it'll get better. You know, they're only, I think, 25, is he, Victor? And Harry Maguire's 26, so 25, 26, still really early in, in the career. So yeah, they'll only get better. Yeah, you know we've not seen the best of them yet. No, nope. uh, I should also say we recorded this less than twenty-four hours after the game against Everton, where Victor put the ball in his own net, and as soon as he walked in, Maze went, <laughs> "Good finish yesterday, Victor. It was a good finish. Tough and finish. He took it. Yeah, he took <laughs> yeah. it very well. Well, it, to be fair, he couldn't have done anything about it. Um, it was a foul on David, and it was just one of those those, those things you just can't get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for him, he went in the back of the net. Yeah. So yeah, he took it well. Yeah, he did. We didn't ask him about VAR because ultimately, what can he say other than we were sort of cheated out of that one, weren't we? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'll be glad to see some changes in it. I'm sure it'll come hopefully soon, but VAR at the moment is uh, not everybody's cup of tea. It's just maddeningly inconsistent. Right, let's have a listen then. Myself and Maisie recorded this chat with Victor Lindelof in one of the boxes at Old Trafford on the 16th of December. As we said, just a few hours after that game against Everton, we joined the conversation as Maisie and I are telling Victor about our episode with Ashley Young and the infamous bird poo story. You've never seen that? No. Right, I'll show you. Before we start, I'll show you that. I think that's important. So it was a couple of years ago. Uh, it was when uh, Lou Van Howe was manager. Yeah. Just out on the pitch, minding his own business. And then... Oh my. Did you no. see that? Have you never seen that? No, I never... <laughs> <laughs> but so it's not real. That's what's happening is there's a player over his shoulder who spits, yeah, spits behind him, but you can't see him on camera. Oh, that's why he's not reacting. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but for for like four years, he's had so much abuse from people saying that he ate bird poo. Uh, And and, um, he addressed it. Yeah, and he was delighted to be able to tell people it didn't happen, but I think a lot of people still don't believe him. Okay. Because it looks like it, it just looks perfect, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you seen the uh, Europa League draw? Uh, Yeah, I saw it. What did you think? Fun. We could have had Sporting Lisbon, which I didn't know if you would like. That would be fun. Just because of yeah, Benfica. That be yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun. Now you say it, yeah, that would be fun. But it's, it's good, it's a good ride. It's not the, uh, the travel, it's not too far away. So that's also, Easy. Yeah, it's also positive. Yeah. Anyway, let's get started. Yeah. Uh, Victor Lindelof, welcome to the Manchester United podcast. Thank you. Tell us about uh, your life growing up. What are, your, what are your earliest memories and stuff? Well, I just remember growing up with my family, you know, my mother and, uh, and my brothers. We, we were four brothers, uh, so a big family. Always having my brothers around, you know, they're my they're my best friends. So we played a lot with each other. We yeah, we had a, a lot of arguments as well. You know, we fought a lot of times, but uh, I think that's how it should be with brothers. So yeah, I had a, a very happy childhood. How many brothers do you have? Uh, three brothers, so nice. four in total. With yeah, me. yeah. exactly the same. Where where are you in the order? So I'm the I'm the second oldest. So I have an older brother and then two younger brothers. Nice. Um, and I imagine they're all very supportive. Yeah, they are. We're like we are. We are all very supportive of each other, you know. So it doesn't matter if. Uh, so my older brother, he's he's working right now, and uh, I'm very proud of him uh, of the things that he he does. And uh, my younger brother, he's he plays ice hockey now in as a professional in Sweden. So I'm also very very proud of him and the work that he's doing doing back home. Then the, my youngest uh, 
brother. He's uh, he's only 16, so he's in school and trying to figure out what to do yeah. to do with his life. You mentioned ice hockey. I'm led to believe you were also very good at ice hockey. Yeah, if I can, if I can say that, yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah. yeah. Say what you want, mate. Yeah. Say what you want. Uh, no, actually, I was I was quite good to be fair. Uh, so I, I still miss it. You know, it's it's a it's a very fun sport, and I grew up playing playing a lot of ice hockey. And uh, you know, in Sweden, in, in the winter, I played ice hockey, and then as spring came, started to play football, and then it went like that. So yeah, it's a sport that I love, and. Uh, yeah, I miss it. I was quite good at it. So it was a hard choice for me to do, but... Uh, Could you have gone professionally the other way? Uh, no. So when I was 14, I made my debut uh, for my home hometown club, yeah. you know. So And uh, they offered me a contract. Then I had to choose between football and ice hockey. So I made my decision when I was 15 uh, because, I don't know, I felt like, you know, football has always been closer to my heart than, yeah, than yeah. hockey. I was a bit better at, at ice hockey than football. But like I said, uh, I had a greater love for football, so that's why, yeah, I chose football. It's a rough yeah. sport as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. You can you can fight. I know you've got well. pads on and stuff like that, yeah. but even so, yeah. But like, if you get mad, you can you can punch someone, and you only get like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two minutes penalty. You can't do that on a football pitch. No, no. <laughs> you know, so if you get mad, you know, you can't yeah, do anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. that was quite quite good to to have that. Do you think that's helped you in your game to be aggressive? I think so, uh, you know, and then as uh, when I was growing up, it was also very good for me to have two sports uh, yeah, yeah. complement each other. So I think I think so. And uh, I, in ice hockey, I played with the with the, the ones who were like three, four years older than me as well. Mm -hmm. So when I was 11, 12, I, I, I played with the ones who were 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. And that's from 11, 12 to 14, 15. That's, that's a lot of different. You know, I was quite quite small and they yeah. were in puberty and you know everything <laughs> so I had to I had to step up my game and be become you know, Sam, Sam will get to puberty <laughs> you'll get there eventually Thanks, yeah. Yeah. yeah people keep telling me <laughs> you got a bit of bum fluff so. yeah it'll be exciting when it happens um, it will come yeah thank you when you say you miss ice hockey presumably when you're a footballer that Manchester United have paid 35 million pounds for there are things like that you can't do or, or yeah. you can sneak a game in now and again it's not ideal to. Well, I can I can play a little bit of ice hockey, maybe, but you I'm try not, not sure. to get in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not sure if the if the boss would be happy. No. But right. Okay. For me, it's like it's like riding a bicycle. You know, it's not. I'm not going out to play a proper game. No. If I would to play ice hockey, I would just go with my friends and yeah, just play around a little bit. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be. You know, do they still? Do you know when you when you're injured? Do they still have ice hockey in the in the gym? In, in, in Carrington now, no. Jesper. Yeah. Jesper was unbelievable. You couldn't get the ball off him. And obviously it's a Swedish thing. And yeah. Never even thought about that, but obviously. Indrok is a floorball. Is that so what, what I mean? Yeah. With the ball, not like the puck. No, 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 with the ball, yeah. yeah. With the ball. A so plastic one, yeah? Yeah, so that's yeah. like floorball. It's also right. big in Sweden. Yeah. So it's similar, but that's... Well, yeah, Jesper was unbelievable at it. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah, it's quite good. It's quite similar, you know. But if you yeah. if you're good at ice hockey, you know how to play that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know, with the with the stick and the ball yeah. and everything, very good. I think I would have had a lot of fun if I <laughs> played with my teammates right now. Well, I used to play at school, and we called it unihock, but that's essentially the same thing. But it was plastic sticks. Yeah. So all we did was beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Like everyone was just swinging wildly. It didn't really matter where the ball went. It was great fun. <laughs> um, you recently became a father. Yeah. How's that been for you? Oh, it's been it's been great. It's uh. It's a blessing, and uh, I'm very, very happy to yeah that I'm a dad right now. So, and it's been but time flies. He's he's almost nine months now, and uh, it felt like yesterday he was born. So yeah, I'm trying to you know cherish every moment that I get with yeah. him, and you know every sleepless time. nights, a few, a few, yeah. How do you, how do you uh, cope with the sleepless nights when there's a game around? So usually, like two days before a game, I. I get to sleep and my wife <laughs> takes care of, of the night. And then, uh, like yesterday after the game, I that's my I, I take short time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we we split the week like that. So it, oh, it, it works. works out fine. Yeah, it's good. yeah. but he's uh, he's teething right now. So yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, the nights are not not so good right now. Yeah, Darren Fletcher told us when he was on the podcast that before um, an incredible game that United played against Roma a few years ago. He got no sleep the night before because he was up with his kids. Oh, wow. 
yeah that wouldn't happen to me because my <laughs> wife would, <laughs> my wife would help me yeah. Uh, so yeah i appreciate that uh, that she lets me do that because she knows how, how important my football yeah, is as well so we uh, like i said we, sh- we shared the the responsibility so whenever whenever i have time and uh, i take care of him and, uh, and she can rest so back to football when you decided you were going to go for football rather than ice hockey at that point had you worked out how good you were or what your what your ambitions were or was it just a decision of the heart yes yeah, so like i said before it was a tough de- decision for me but uh, and also like i said before but I, football was closer to my heart so in the end i felt it was the right choice and uh, uh, i also like i said before made my debut for the first team and uh, we played in the at that moment in the third division in sweden so for a 14 year old to to do that is also good it's massive it's very very good so I knew that I could play football and uh, of course I had dreams of becoming a professional footballer but because I played both ice hockey and football I had two dreams you know but then uh, when I chose uh, football then uh, I went all in on that went all in on my dream to become a professional footballer and uh, yeah it worked out well I'm, I'm here right now but you know there's still a lot of work to to be done you know I'm, I'm not I'm not happy or pleased or anything I'm I have come this far, but I, I want to perform even even better and become a better player. So I think that's also very important to to say to especially young players. You know, they think just because you sign like a contract for a big mm-hmm. club, you, they think that they okay, I'm I'm done now. But actually, that's when the really like the hard work starts. You must know that because that's like that's like an elite mindset, isn't it? That yeah. constant desire yeah. to achieve. Yeah, you've, you've got the ticket now to go and prove to everybody else why that club has given you the option. Exactly. Who did you support as a kid? I didn't have really have a. No. I had. A, I supported like my father supported Gothenburg uh, in in Sweden. So yeah. that was only like the the team that I right. I supported when I was younger, and then I just watched football. Uh, when you were still playing ice hockey and football, did you ever get injured? And that would like say injured playing hockey, and that would ruin some football, or injured playing football, and not like major injuries. But uh, I, when I played ice hockey, my uh, my glutes were very strong. <laughs> And my like hip flexors, yeah. they were not as strong as my like like, like the back. So that uh, gave me some problems uh, with my lower back and uh, the front as well. So I'm not sure how to say it in, in, in English, but like it locks like, I don't know when you run and then you can say cramp, but similar to that. So that was the only issue I had, uh, like going from ice hockey to, to football, but uh, I don't have that, that problem anymore. Nice. Uh, very quickly, because you just said about uh, your English, which is obviously perfect. But Maisie and I, while we were waiting here, we're talking about um, pronunciations because obviously I'm from the south and he's from the north. Do you ever notice that with people? Because I think you speak more like someone from the south of the country than someone from the north. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Well, of course, I hear like the different mm-hmm. like different uh, accents yeah. and, and stuff like that. And uh, But I can't really say if yeah, that guy is from that place in no, the north. Sure, sure. That's that's very difficult, but I yeah. hear I hear the differences. I yeah. do. What about the lads in in the club? Do you have any problems with any no. of the no the way no. they speak? Manchester no. accent or no? I think it's quite, it's quite fun when they speak. Actually, like Jesse and Rashi when they when they speak like really really quick, you know, and the the Mancunian accent is <laughs> I think it's quite fun. Uh, but I understand everything, so, yeah. so I can understand that it's difficult for people when they come here and uh, yeah. someone speak English that that quick is it must be difficult, but. I I studied English when I was younger. You know, in Sweden, we start when we were like six, seven years old. We start to to listen and to watch movies and to to read and everything. So, I think that's why I I understand them better yeah, than yeah, than, the than yeah than the rest. Does it ever just make you feel embarrassed by how pathetic our education system is that no one can speak any languages? Yeah, it does. Yeah, we only had I think French and German, yeah. and that was it. But I think English people because everyone everyone speaks English. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you're really lazy. lazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah we're, we're just really lazy. So everyone yeah. else sort of is sort of doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's quite fun yeah. to, to know, like to learn a new language and, and everything. I think it's quite fun. It's, it's an interest I have. So this now well, next year I have a I have a goal that I want to learn French. So I'm sitting I'm sitting with the French French guys at the table and I'm starting to pick up a few things mm-hmm. uh, because I I speak Portuguese because I lived in lived in Portugal. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a Latin language, so it's like some words are a bit si- like a bit similar. So I can understand it a bit, but I wanna I wanna learn it and yeah, maybe speak fluent. Next just time. just for the the pleasure of learning the language. Yeah, exactly. 
I think it's well, then I think it's a very beautiful language as well. Yeah. So if you're listening from PSGs, just interested in the language, you can stay away. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> just like, drop that in just yeah. in case. Um, so what was Benfica like? It was great. It was it was a great great time uh, for me. And I've, I moved there when I was 17, so it was uh, the first the first six months was very hard for me. Going to a different country, I didn't know the language. I was away from my friends and family, so it was very hard in the beginning. But uh, I had I knew that it was gonna be it was gonna be tough, uh, so I had that mindset. I think that also made it easier for me to work through that and and uh, become stronger, you know. And, uh, and then after after the first year, that's when I felt like I felt at home uh, in Lisbon. I understood the language better, and uh, I got a f- like a few friends and everything. And uh, so then everything just yeah, kind of supplies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I always say when I talk about Benfica, I always like I feel I just yeah I just want to thank them for everything they they did for me mm-hmm. because I came there as a young player and they they helped me become the player that that I am today so even if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be at where you are now yeah yeah exactly yeah at the best club in the world so I have them to thank for for a lot of a lot of things and uh, yeah I became a central defender when I when I came to Benfica so because uh, you were right back before that weren't you yeah so I was a uh, I was a defensive midfielder, well, a midfielder and oh, okay. a, and a yeah. right back. So I, I, I mixed between those two, those two positions. Uh, and then I think it was after the, I think it was the third season in, or second uh, season or yeah, second or third season. I we had an injury and uh, uh, my coach asked me if I could play centre back and and I did and uh, he liked it. The guy who was <laughs> injured never got back in. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I played I played centre back ever ever since. Uh, yeah. He liked what I did at that position, you know. And I what think if what if Oli asked you now to play in midfield, you'd be all right. It's it's I haven't played it. I haven't for played yeah, yeah for a while, so it's it's a bit different in position, you know, yeah. and everything. And uh, you always have to, you know as a midfielder, you everything. You know, as a defender, you have a little bit more time. Yeah. And uh, as soon as you go up as a midfielder, you need to be quicker. Yeah, much quicker. Yeah. So, and then you know in the posi- like the positions and everything, how to defend and mm-hmm. and run. I think it would take me a little bit. A little, a while yeah, to, yeah. to, you know, get to, used to yeah, to yeah. get used to it. Yeah. But still, it would be fun to try. But, but, but even part of your game is that, though, isn't it? Coming out with the ball and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. very obviously you're very comfortable on the ball. Yeah, you and Dari there. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's why because I played as a midfielder all my mm. life. So I think that's why I like to have the ball on my feet and yeah. and to play out from the back. And uh, you know, it's on me. So I'm trying to do my best and. I don't know how to explain it, but I want my teammates to feel comfortable giving me the ball mm-hmm. yeah. because they, I want yeah. them to know that I can handle it. I think a lot of people will be surprised that you didn't start naturally as a centre-back because I remember when you signed, people being really excited by this centre-back who loved defending and so clearly liked defending as opposed to, because sometimes you see centre-backs that they don't want the ball, they don't want to make a tackle, they sort of would rather the game was played in front of them and they were just their worst-case scenario. But do you love defending? Yeah, of course. It's it's my job, so you have to <laughs> yeah. you have to love it. It's it's just my job, and I I just love to, love to do it, and it's it's a good thing for me as well to be able to help my teammates in in that way. Obviously, Benfica, a big European club, were they the only team that were interested in signing you when you were a teenager? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so at that time, actually, the plan was to to stay in Sweden and to to move to a bigger club uh, in the first division, mm-hmm. uh, but then. Uh, Three weeks before I was I was about to go to another club in Sweden, they uh, they came along and uh, wanted me. So yeah, I only had yeah like two three weeks to decide. But and then I talked to my mother and uh, my brothers and uh, just I felt like it, it was an opportunity that I couldn't yeah. say no to. I've heard about the, their academy and the the players they produce and and everything. So I knew that they if I moved there, they would make make me a better player. A player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why. That's why I, I I chose it. So in the end, it was it was an an easy choice. So I think if if I hadn't gone gone there, I think I would have regretted. Do you think you'd still be in Sweden? Difficult. Or would you have gone back to hockey? No, 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 no. Once you made your decision, yeah, was that? yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I think, like I said, I think I was a quite a, quite a good talent. Otherwise, you know, Benfica they wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't want me. But I think I wouldn't be where I am right now if I stayed in Sweden. I don't yeah. think so. You're very level-headed, I think, and you sound incredibly sensible and mature about what must be a fed. Well, from, certainly to me on the outside, an ex- incredibly exciting life of 
sort of dreams coming true and stuff. When you were at Benfica and you won three Premier Leagues and stuff, do you remember seeing your name in newspapers linked to other teams? Because obviously you were attracting a lot of attention. Yeah, but I'm, I don't read a lot. I never read. Uh, but if people don't tell you, you're not minding your own business. Someone's there going, oh, yeah. it's this, this, well, this I week. Heard, I heard, of course, I heard rumours, you know. But, and then, uh, but when my agent called me, I told him, like, I don't want to hear anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, like that's your job and uh, yeah. when you have something uh, like concrete like a yeah, proper exactly. genuine when you have something yeah. concrete like a, a proper proposal or anything then you can call me because right now I just want to focus on on my football and uh, because uh, like when United wanted to sign me I think it was already like in January uh, but then yeah things didn't happen but I knew they wanted me and uh, but then I told my agent like I want to focus on the football because I want to I want to win the title and the the cups and everything. So how does that feel, knowing that you're not? Because I've I've been in the same situation. To put it at the back of your mind, it's so difficult when you know that yeah. the biggest club in the world is looking at you, and there was after you in January, and they're going to come back after you. I think you just. I'm, I think I've always been like mentally yeah. very very yeah, strong. Yeah. I'm very good at focusing on on the things that I want to. That you can do yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I, I was able to. To just yeah do carry my on. yeah exactly yeah. to carry on and uh, yeah after January those last months of the of the league we won every game we won uh, the Portuguese Cup and the Portuguese League Cup that that year as well so it was a great great end for me at, in Benfica to to win all all the all those trophies so it was yeah great memories and did you know when the move didn't materialize in January that it would happen in the summer or you just no I didn't just know that thought that maybe that was it but get on with the season oh, i didn't know that uh i just like i said i just carried on yeah. and, and uh, kept working hard and tried to help my team mm. uh, and like i said before i told my agent that's your job and mm -hmm. uh, don't don't talk to me about those things uh, right now you can as soon as the, the season has ended you can you can come back to me and and, and tell me what's happening uh, but right now i don't want to i don't want to hear anything that's what happened and uh, yeah after after the last game <laughs> he called me straight away <laughs> 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 you go in, yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he he explained the situation and uh, yeah. What was, was your feeling then, then, knowing that he's going to leave Benfica? It was mixed feelings uh, because I was very happy there, and yeah. uh, uh, I just, like I said, won three titles that, that mm -hmm. year. But I felt like uh, it was time to to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, and is that how you looked at it as a ch another challenge? Yeah, exactly. So I I, I love challenges, yeah. uh, and uh, I I think that's that's the best way to to improve. Yeah. You always look forward to, like those challenges, and always like want to play at the highest level and to compete against others that are very very good. I think that's how you become better. Yes. Uh, so I I I felt like uh, it was time to move on and uh, yeah to to just jump on on the next train. <laughs> was, yeah, a great opportunity for me. Well, the. Uh the newly employed Tottenham manager, Jose Mourinho, was the man who signed you. Uh, did you have a lot of conversations with him beforehand? Were you, were you, cons were you, did you care who the manager was? Or did you just want to join Manchester United? No, I just wanted to join. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's the biggest club in the world. And, uh, you know, growing up, you, you always saw United on TV and, and stuff like that. So, of course, when, when, you, when you have that opportunity to, to sign, sign for United, you just have to take it. And... Uh, so I just spoke to I spoke to Mourinho two thousand uh, two times on the phone and yeah. uh, that was it. So of course it was nice to to hear him say what he wanted, like how he saw me as a player and yeah. the things he expected from me. So it's always nice to hear that from from a coach when you know that he's the the coach from the club. What was the conversation you had with the uh, three brothers and your mom? What was they like? What was their reaction? Well, they were very happy, of course, <laughs> very very happy and proud. Uh, they also they, they knew that it was about to something, happen. Yeah. yeah, something was about to happen. And then uh, when I knew that the clubs had agreed on uh, on a fee and and everything, uh, I called them and they yeah they were just very very happy for me. Of course, I mean it's always been a dream for me to play in the Premier League and to do that for the best club. I mean it's yeah, yeah it's it's just dream come true. Yeah, of course it is. And I always say I wake up every day and I'm just very happy and, and thankful that. I get the get that opportunity because I know how many players out there that work very very hard to to be on this stage and uh, yeah just a very very humbling uh, experience for me. You say that do do any of like your your international teammates or anybody you know that plays for other club do they have a sort of like go Victor get me in 
Get him, get him on the phone. Tell him I'm good. No, not really. Not really. Uh, that is absolutely what I would do if I was an average football player <laughs> somewhere. Whoever I knew that was at a better club, I'd just be yeah. next to them all the time being like, come on, yeah. do us a favour. Give him a call. Tell him I'm great. Just lie. <laughs> I, I think it's difficult to do, to do that. I think they, it's easy to know. Uh, no, but they, we have some great players in, in Sweden, uh, but no, they haven't, they haven't done that. And they know that they have to to perform a very, very high level. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, my next question is this. When you joined, did you get to pick your squad number? Actually, no, Mourinho called me and uh, he said, you can, number two is free if you want it. And I said, yeah, it's a big number, but yeah, I can, yeah, I can take you it. Fill it. Because you, you, you don't get many centre-backs that are number two, do you? No, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. No, but he called me and said, yeah, you can have number two if you want. And numbers for me, it's not like, no, I don't really yeah. think about it. So I was like, yeah, I can, I can take number two. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Did you care about that? No, I was just happy just to get a shirt and just yeah, just be at the club. Yeah, I like it. I like that we've I got think a it's more maybe two. for like attacking players. They yeah, yeah. I think that's it's more important for them. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do, are people vying now because the number seven is vacant? Does anybody mention that? No, actually, no. Actually, oh, that's no. funny. Isn't yeah, it? no one have no one has done that. Pressure shirt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I've heard. You've got to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your Twitter handle is David May zero four. It is. So you you still carried it with you? Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Emails us now. Is it now everyone knows your email? <laughs> yeah, but it's not David, mate, it's something else. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll get it another week. Yeah. Um, do you remember your debut? I'm not sure which like in the in the Premier League or just the just the first time you got to wear the shirt and, oh, yeah, and well, get out and play. Like on a you know an official match. Yeah, or, in a proper, yeah. yeah, in a proper game. So that would have been against Real Madrid in the Super Cup. Yeah. That's a, an official match. So that would have been my debut and not a not the easiest game to to have oh, your debut no, in. certainly not. Against a very, very strong Real Madrid side, you know, during that time they were very, very good, you know, they won the Champions League and everything. So, yeah, great to great to make my debut and to to represent this club, you know, yeah. on, the, on the highest level. So, yeah, it was a great feeling. Nice. And then your Premier League debut came quite a lot later, didn't it? It was three yeah. three weeks later and you came on as a sub. Yeah. And what was that like? Was that your first, was that, was, was that Old Trafford? When I think uh, it was against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it was yeah, at Anfield. I also came on for like 30 seconds or something. I think I came on, I ran straight. It was a corner. Yeah. They took the corner and then he blew the whistle. So. <laughs> great debut. Yeah, yeah. yeah great <laughs> debut, yeah. yeah it, took, it took a few weeks before I made my like proper debut mm -hmm. in the Premier League. But uh, all, the same there, I, I knew it was going to be tough, you know, in the beginning to come, like coming to a new league and settling and everything uh, it was the same when i moved to benfica mm -hmm. so i knew that and uh and, but i and also was uh, gave me time to get to know all the players and and everything and the league so yeah it took a while but uh i think i i've settled in quite good right now and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very very happy here yeah i don't think anyone would disagree with that absolutely do you think the barriers were getting in the team ahead of the players that were already there or was it a, a, a like a cultural football change I think it was also like the style uh, of the Premier League, you know, and, and everything. And of course, it was a lot of good players here. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a case of me coming in and just, uh, yeah, I'm going to start every game because at this club, there's always going to be very good players that compete for yeah. different positions. So, uh, but that's also, that's how it should be uh, on the highest level. You should have players that compete for, for places because that's how you improve and that's how the team gets better. Yeah, there was uh, a game against Brighton here at Old Trafford where you made a smashing tackle, yeah. and I think at that point fans got excited and said, "Right, we've got ourselves a centre back here." Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that game and I remember that tackle. It was a, it was a good tackle. Perfect. You know? Yeah, I think I was a fifty-fifty, and I I decided uh, to, yeah, to, <laughs> to just go for it, and you know, and then when I decided to go for it, I just had to. It, it went well, but you know, he could have get a touch, and I just yeah. I could have. Taking, you know, his legs. You know, yeah, but even then, you still got, a, yeah, still, yeah, still got an unbelievable reception yeah. just for doing that. Yeah, exactly. No, so just yeah, it was a great tackle, and I think I think I got man of the match that that game as well. So it was, it was a great feeling for me during this period, and and you're playing your first games and getting your first moments and your first memories. Did you have a sort of moment where maybe you noticed the size of Manchester United as a football club beyond just Old Trafford? Uh, well, I knew that, like from the start, that you, like I said before, you know, growing up. You always see see the club and you like the big games and, and everything. So I knew how big the club was. But when I signed, that's like I really understood how massive the club was, you know, not, not just here in England, but around the world, you yeah. know. 
uh, Lucas Benfica is also a very big club in Portugal, mm-hmm. and but you can't you can't compare it. It's it's on a on another level. So uh, I think it was my first preseason when I really understood the uh, how how massive the the club is and how many fans. Where was your around. first preseason? Uh, was in in LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first preseason, yeah. and that's also you know it was a great feeling for me to. Where did you go for it. preseason with Benfica? Where would, uh, that, would that be more Europe or? It was the, actually no. We were also part of like uh, the international cup, or right? Yeah. So we we were in uh, in the states as well, traveling. traveling but then when around. you see the fans from Benfica, how many would travel? But that's the thing as well. Benfica is also. Yeah, because a lot of Portuguese people yeah, yeah. they they move away from Portugal, so there's a lot of uh, Benfica fans in 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 the states and in Canada as mm-hmm. well. So there was a lot of uh, fans over there, but yeah, it's the same. You can't really compare it, mm-hmm. you know, because three hundred thousand people in a stadium. Yeah, it's exa- exactly. It's 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 unbelievable in a, in a preseason game, hundred thousand or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. But it just shows once again how how big the, mm-hmm. this club is and. How many how many fans we we have? Does that come with drawbacks though? Because the pressure is presumably greater. There's a bit more spotlight on you personally. But it's it's always going to be pressure at this club, and I think everyone knows that. You know, when you sign for this club, you know it's going to be pressure because at this club you always want to win things and you always want to perform. And so I think it's normal, and uh, you just have to to find a way to deal with it, with the pressure. Uh, and I like I said before, I love a challenge and. I think it should be pressure. I think because we play for the for the greatest club in the in the world, so we 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 need to handle that pressure. We need to be able to perform under that pressure. What about the sort of fame that comes with that? Does that bother you? Are you interested in it? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very laid back guy, you know. And uh, outside of football, I just focusing in on the things that yeah. are important for me, my my son and my my family and friends. So it doesn't really bother me. And I usually just try to stay away from from the spotlight as mm-hmm. as much as i can of course it's difficult sometimes but uh, uh especially during the season you know it's a lot of games coming up so you need to rest as well and clear your mind so i'm just i just want to go home and uh, really, like, yeah i yeah. think that for me that's the that's the best way yeah so i'm not sure how it was for you but no, no it's the same switch yeah. off yeah. yeah absolutely i mean i was i was born 15 minutes away from here so it's always been manchester united man city all the time yeah what about rivalries Who's 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 the team you look for? See, the season starts, the yeah. fixtures are out. Who's the ones? I love to, you know, to to beat Liverpool. That would be, yeah. you know, so that's that's a game, except especially here at Old Trafford. That, yeah, uh, those games are always very very intense. Uh, yeah, yeah, very very intense, and it's always great to be a part of. Do you understand games. the hatred and the? Yeah, of course, I do. Yeah. I do. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like I said, growing up as well, you know, uh, Manchester United and Liverpool are. To big clubs yeah, in in Scandinavia, yeah, yeah. so uh, you're like you understood from a young age the the rivalry between between the clubs. So, so for me to be able to be part of that and to be at Old Trafford and to play for United in, in yeah in those that, games, those games are it's it's really a dream come true for me. I always found when I was growing up, the magazines and stuff would always do like the ten fiercest derbies in football, and two that would always be on the list, always Manchester United Liverpool. Sporting Lisbon Benfica, yeah. you've played in both. In terms of the atmosphere, where's it? Where's it um, feel most dangerous? It's very, it's very, very difficult to, to answer. <laughs> That's why we ask you these questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have a very big game in Portugal. You know, Benfica Porto is also a very, very big game. Of course, it's uh, Sporting is a derby because it's from the same city. But uh, actually, when I played in in Benfica, uh, the games against Porto were oh, better. Yeah, okay. were bigger because. Uh, at that moment, uh, Porto were, yeah, they were always like competing with us. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but always like derbies in, in, in Portugal as well were also very, very intense. And even if, let's say, one season maybe we were first and Sporting maybe fourth or something, like 10 points behind, you know, we still mm-hmm. going into those games, a derby, you know, we, we, could, we could lose 2 nil, 3 nil, you know, it's a derby. So big games, but... Uh, I must really. I don't want to compare it. You know, I feel bad to. I don't to mean which one's like it. better. I just, I just wonder about the like the atmosphere and stuff. Not, not you know. The atmosphere, are, you know, are, are great. You know, mm-hmm. both in Portugal and here. So, yeah. those are really like the the best games to play. If you just look at the atmosphere, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. It's 
90 minutes uh, and the fans are just screaming, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, you played it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's... It's great. You look uh, so happy just thinking about I, it. I, I, I tell <laughs> yeah, you, it's great. It's, it's the best, best games. Yeah. 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 Really I feel like sometimes during those games you can't get tired because of the adrenaline. Like the, yeah. the adrenaline. You can you can run for hours. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great games to be part of. Do you watch a lot of football in your spare time? I did before, not so much anymore. Uh, I'm not sure why. So sometimes I, I watch it, but uh, I think it's more fun to do with your, with like friends and, and yeah. family. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. My wife, she's not uh, the biggest fan of football, so <laughs> uh, it's not like the funniest thing to. To put on the TV with her, you know, she can sit next to me with her computer and do other stuff. So, uh, but I watch it sometimes, but not not as much as uh, I did before. Uh, she has a level of fame in her own right, doesn't she? Yeah, she she's quite famous back in back in Sweden. Nice. Is that is that easy to manage from being in Manchester? How do you mean, like? Uh, like, I mean, I, I guess for you, because I guess you have to be here. Yeah. Does she have to travel? Is it? Is it all? Yeah, she travels a bit, like back and forth to to Stockholm. Uh, but uh, since the, since our son was born, it, obviously she can't. Nice yeah, she can't travel as much uh, as she did before. But uh, so she she does a lot of things from Manchester. And uh, if uh, yeah she needs to travel, they try to to sort things out so mm -hmm. they can come to her instead. So perfect. Yeah, I think it, it works out fine. I mentioned earlier, obviously, that she has. She, and you said they're like she, she has a platform for people that wouldn't know what does she do i think you would call it like influencer these days uh but she she does a lot of other things as well so she's uh, yeah working with marketing and uh, a lot of uh charity things as well yeah. at the moment so she has uh i'm not sure i can say it but yeah she's she has a lot of, a lot of things coming as well so <laughs> she's quite a busy a busy woman uh so yeah, a lot of different things yeah. and working with uh, different uh, companies and and stuff like that. I found out this weekend that you was doing, you had, you had this charity you've set up, you and your yeah. wife. Yeah, we raised 200,000, yeah, close little, to 200,000 pounds. Yeah, a little bit more than 200,000 yeah? 200, pounds. Yeah, so it was great. Uh, How did that come about? Was you just... So every year in Sweden, uh, in December, for one week, there's like a big charity things with different, uh, how do you say, like... Uh, different themes yeah so this uh, this year was like uh, uh, sexual abuse yeah. and uh, yeah sexual Helping abuse and, way, yeah, yeah exactly so uh, and there's different every year but sure. yeah and uh, but uh, we started three years ago uh, to try and raise as much money as possible yeah this year we we smashed yeah, it we smashed it yeah well my wife smashed it she did actually she was she was great and um uh, she did almost everything. I just, I helped out a little bit, but yeah. I, I can't take the credit for it because is that, is that is that sort of stuff um, close to your heart in a way of you know giving something back to you know back to back to Sweden, back to the community, back to people who yeah, of course, and uh, it's such a easy thing for me to do as well. I like to use my platform and of course yeah. to to be able to do it because it's. It's easier for me to reach out to more people uh, than it is for a guy that yeah don't play football, for yeah. example. Sure. So that's why I like to use my platforms to raise awareness and try to raise Fantastic. as much as money as possible. And then once again, I have to I have to say that my wife is is great. Do you feel comfortable with people seeing that sort of side of your life, that sort of more personal side? I think you need to find like a, a balance, like what to show and what not to show you know so i think i found it you know uh, mm. i'm i'm a very personal guy i like to to keep most of the things to myself yeah. mm. but i know it's difficult uh, when i have this job but like i said i, I found a good balance and uh, it works it works for me and uh, it was difficult for my wife in the beginning uh, because she's she's very open and uh, you know very you know she likes to to talk a lot yeah. and uh, so <clears throat> she could say like the smallest thing and it became the Biggest yeah, thing, yeah. you know. Headline. She likes to talk and do stuff. So she was on Twitter before, and she, her thing was to make fun of me. Uh, so she did a lot of things like on Twitter. Where, where so she, wives are for. Yeah, so she made a lot of fun of me, and then, uh, yeah, the newspaper started to write about United and everything. Obviously, a lot of people came to her Twitter. Yeah. And uh, we just bought an like uh, we bought an apartment in Sweden. And she posted it and said, uh, like, moving day. 
and then <laughs> went bananas and everyone was like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. so uh but then yeah obviously we, it was just because we were moving to yeah another apartment in sweden yeah uh, uh yeah but then also then she understood she like just be careful yeah, yeah just be careful uh what what you're yeah tweeting that's and good stuff. Fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. it's it good is, fun yeah. that's good of course and, it is yeah but yeah, but she stopped with Twitter now, so <laughs> she stopped a few, I think, yeah, maybe two years ago or something like that. The, the the dynamic is amazing because the sort of world of online media is so open and so honest, but the world of football is just whispers. Yeah. Like like during the transfer window, it's just whispers. No one ever knows anything until there's a picture of a player with a shirt and photographers are trying to catch pictures of people at midnight and stuff. Yeah. So that is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, back in Sweden... You've just won, not just one, but you've won two golden balls of Swedish Player of the Year. How does that feel? Obviously, it feels good. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, obviously, football is a, is a team a team sport, but it's always nice to get uh, an like individual award as well. It means that you have done something right. Zlatan, he... <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got, he got uh, I think, got, 11 yeah, or 11. 11 yeah. So, yeah. Did you ever speak yeah. to, to Zlatan about Manchester United? Uh, Did you have a conversation about it? Or? Not before I signed, no. I didn't. Uh, just met him when when I came to the yeah. club, and then we spoke, obviously. But then uh, I didn't speak with him before I signed. I didn't do that. Yeah, but he's a great guy. He's a very f- he's fun to have in the dressing room. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. he's a, a top professional as well. So yeah. coming from Sweden, growing up, you always watch Slatan and you, yeah. you you looked up to him and everything. But uh, I think he's a he's a great ro- role model for for young players uh, in terms of uh, his. Uh, his uh, professionalism and how how hard he he really really works. So it was uh, it was great for me to see that you know every day when I was like play with him in the national team before, yeah. but to be with him uh, you know every day at uh, here at the club was was great. You know, and uh, you could really see how how hard he worked. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when he told me like I've always worked this hard, but when you come when you're at my age, you you have to work even even harder to to stay on this level. Do you think you'll keep playing to that age? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you never know. But I hope so. Uh, I hope that uh, my body can take it. Yeah, yeah, I can take it. But like I said, you never know. But yeah. that would be that would be very very nice to to play on. Yeah. Uh, just because we touched on the golden ball. So last year, I've been very reliably informed that you came second in the players' player of the year vote by one vote. Yeah. Did you vote for Luke Shaw? Yeah, I did. So that might be it then. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. No, but uh, I think I, I know it was. I know it because they they told me. Yeah. Uh, oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, they yeah. they told me that. Uh, but uh, would I, you have changed your vote? No, 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 no. Do I we? Wouldn't, do you know who he voted for? I uh, know. I haven't asked him. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what we need to know. Yeah. Because if he didn't vote for you, <laughs> yeah, then, then he was tactical and he was trying to win. <laughs> no, but I think he deserved it. That's why I voted for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a great season, and uh, uh, you know, he also you know, he came back from from injuries, and yeah. he had uh, like some tough, like a tough period behind him, and then coming back and performing like that uh, throughout the season, I think it was for me it was a, a easy choice to mm-hmm. to to pick him. Yeah. Okay. So away from uh, individual awards, when you joined United, the club had just won the Europa League, and you haven't won a bit of silverware yet as a as a club. What's the first one you would like? Obviously, the Premier League. That would be obviously that's that's the that's the one I want to win first. Like I said before, you know, when I was younger, I always watched the Premier League, so it would be a dream come true to to win the Premier League with uh, with United, and uh, for me to be part of that and to lift the trophy again would be would be very, very nice. Uh, and you've recently signed a new deal at United. Did you have um, much to think about with that or were you just happy to get it done? No, I just wanted to, to sign so. it. Yeah, when they when they offered me a new contract, it was very, very easy for me. Uh, I never really looked at it. I just took up the, pay, like the pen and just signed it because I'm, I'm very, very happy here and uh, I want to be here for, for many more years to come and I want to I wanna become... I know that I can become a very uh, a, more, a better player here, and I I know that the club can help me. So yeah, I want to stay here for for more years, and hopefully we can we can win some trophies as well. That's my my yeah. main my main goal. We're just, we're just coming up to like a really busy fixture list now over Christmas. What's your Christmas day like? What's your Christmas Eve like? Christmas Day, Boxing Day. What do they do in there? 
in, in your house did your family come over or do you uh, yeah so my family they they come over for from sweden uh, i can't i can't travel back to no, sweden of because, course, yeah, yeah. Uh, because this the tight the schedule mm-hmm. would, is... would you would you like a break a week's break over christmas two weeks break Traditionally, uh, obviously, English yeah, football exactly. is always yeah, over it's, Christmas. So it's, so it's very difficult. Period. Yeah, it's very difficult. But it would be. Ni- I haven't celebrated Christmas uh, for yeah. a long time, uh, so it would be nice to go, go back to Sweden to be like with my whole family, not mm-hmm. just my yeah. mother and my my brothers. But I've I heard mean, a rumor Christmas Day in Norway and Sweden. Yeah. Over here we have the three o'clock. Yeah. Is a Queen's speech. Yeah. What do they do in in Sweden? <laughs> so we. <laughs> Uh, so every year it's like a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it is uh, like Donald Duck. Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> he said this before I we started. It, he was yeah. like, they, they watched Donald Duck on yeah, Christmas Day. So it just seems so mad that. Yeah. So it, like, yeah, every year. But, like, but everybody sits down and watches Donald Duck. Or is, so is, it's it, like is it more for the kids now? Yeah. But it's, it's like a tradition, you yeah. know. So uh, obviously I've seen it for many <laughs> yeah, years yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, my parents and my grandparents, they, they watch it sometimes, but it's more like they come and they look for one minute and they, they go yeah, back yeah, and sure. stuff like that. So it's been on for yeah, many, many years in Sweden. So it's just like a tradition, you know, it's Donald Duck and then... So will that be on your house Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I think so. But just more like that. in the background. Yeah. But it's more like, it's like it's a, as well, it's like uh, Ferdinand the Bull. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, my my older brother he loves he loves he loves that so <laughs> he doesn't watch, he doesn't watch anything just yeah. like just Ferdinand the Bull Brilliant. yeah and then a few more a few other things you know uh, but it's, I don't know why it's just like uh, the families they come yeah. together yeah. there and you have a drink and you you watch it on TV and then after that you there's like a, a reporter or yeah mm-hmm. so he sits down and he speaks into the camera and he wish everyone a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas, yeah. and then he, he lights a candle. Do you, do you actually watch the Queen's speech? No. No? I don't know anyone no. that does. No. So I didn't know if it, maybe it would be similar, like everyone says that's what happens, but everyone does put it on. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. we, we have it on, but... Um, yeah, nobody not, sits down and... It's not... Yeah. But, as a, but as a kid growing up... Yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah, glued yeah. to the television. Yeah, yeah, you did. Because you, you didn't, you didn't, like... That was the only, only, time, like, only time of the year that you, you watched that, so... Right. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, we need to wrap up in a second. So we are doing this tomorrow with your boss. Yeah. Maisie used to play with him. Yeah. So obviously has a few insights. Just wondering if there's anything you think we should specifically ask about. <laughs> no, I'm not We sure. won't tell him you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult for me to say even if I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. What, yeah. what is, what is what Solly actually like as a boss? Obviously as a player, I, I, we all know him as a player, yeah. but... No, I, think a boss. It, I think he's, he's great, you know, I think uh, he has a very good balance between uh, when to, like when to get mad, for example, yeah. uh, like when he needs to raise his voice and when not to. So I think uh, he's very, very good at finding that balance mm-hmm. and uh, he's very good at, uh, you know, talking to the players and yeah. letting them know what, uh, what he wants yeah. from, from the players. So I think, uh, I think it's important for for players and a coach to have that, you know, course, yeah. that conversation between yeah. each other, and uh, he's very open and uh, ex- explains to to you what what he thinks and what, what he what he likes you to do. Does he give you the hair dry? No. Um, you had one yet? What what is the, the hair dry? Is uh, famous Alex Ferguson? Oh, I mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he's been on me. Has <laughs> he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but it's it's, it's part and parcel. Yeah, 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 it's, it's yeah. part of it. Part and parcel, of course. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Well, this seems like a, an ideal place to leave things. Uh, Victor, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, Pleasure. Would, uh, do you reckon Zlatan would come on and do a good one? I'm not sure. <laughs> can, you, can you send him a text for us? Because I've lost his number. Yeah, I can try. I can try. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Paul. He's a very cool customer, Victor Lindelof. Big thanks to Victor for giving us some of his time. Uh, it was interesting how matter-of-factly and how instantly he said Premier League when I asked him about which trophy mm-hmm. he would like to win first. That surprised you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think first and foremost, you, you want to win. You want to be champions in your own country. And, um, you know, we've gone a few years now without without winning it. So, um, yeah, it's high up on everybody's list, I'm sure. Yeah. There was obviously, you know, this is a, a podcast, so you're listening, but there was a very um, steely, determined look in his eye when he said Premier League, as though, like, one, I was a moron for asking it, and two, he could be an assassin. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't think you'd like to get 
uh, the wrong side of him. No. Certainly not. He's a, no. I tell you what, I was surprised how big he is. He is a big lad. Yeah, big guy. I could take him. Do you reckon? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, I've seen you be your top off, mate. It's not yeah. good. It's not good. <laughs> no one's going to worry, are they? His pencil. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's uh, he, he was he was fantastic. Very very honest. Um, and another one that you know could have could have gone the other way and gone ice hockey. In. Yeah. Um, he was he was a top player at that. He chose football, which yep. thankfully he chose and is now at the best club in the world. Which is funny because obviously he could have been a uh, could have been a professional ice hockey player. Mm-hmm. Dennis Irwin could have played hurling professionally, and yeah. he kind of did when he was a teenager. Did you have any other options or sports, or was for you was you just football? I just had football. Yeah, yeah, solely football. Didn't have rugby at school. Did a little bit of cricket. That was it. But mainly everything was just football. I still find it. I know this was previous podcast, but I still find it mad that Dennis Owen's school didn't play football, and he's gone on to oh, no. win the Champions League from a school that just didn't play any football. Crazy. Isn't it? Doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> it's oh, no. so weird. Um, Helen is still not with us, um, but hopefully uh, we'll get hold of her in the next few weeks because obviously she had a baby, so she's having a little bit of time off, which I think she rightly deserves. Absolutely. Um, but she will be with us eventually, and we will get Johnny on the podcast too. That'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think Johnny'd be good at it because you know he's been to United, he's still playing in the Premier League with Leicester. Um, I think his stories will be. Uh, Really good stories. And he can't stop scoring. One of the highlights of this podcast, though, you tried it with Ollie, you did it again with uh, our Scandinavian guests, yes. is to ask about what they do at three o'clock on Christmas Day. Yeah, listen, I know that <laughs> over in Norway and in Sweden, three o'clock, we have the Queen's Speech Christmas Day, they watch Donald Duck. Yeah. It's a tradition. You keep there. telling me. <laughs> to, be I'm fair, telling you. to be fair, Victor agreed. He did say straight away, Thank Donald you. Duck. Thank yeah, you. He did. Where did you get that from, though? My girlfriend told me. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. She says it's that one of their traditions yeah. that they all sit down at three o'clock and watch Donald Duck, which is like, wow. Yeah. Mental. Happy Christmas. Yeah. All right. That seems like a good Especially place. Crackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it there. We'll be back next week with another episode, so make sure you're subscribed to hear that. In the meantime, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or a review. If you've done that already, then thank you very much. But also, why not email in United Podcast at manunited.co.uk? That address is in the show notes if you need it, and we will see you next time.